Hello, everybody. Paul, alcoholic. Um, happy to be here. <laughs> uh, now, the reflections on the steps and the program come from the reflection on the exact nature of the wrong. So, uh, without the idea of the exact nature of the wrong, the reflections on the steps in the program uh, the alignment won't be seen in a way, or they, it could be, but it's important to, to, uh, to recognize we're primarily basing the reflections on the steps from a statement really on page 64 and the living, uh, the vibrating of that statement throughout the, uh, my recovery. So it's, again, we say quite a lot, it's uh, being convinced, which is an important requirement, which means believe with certainty, being convinced, and to believe with certainty, that cannot be in the head, so to speak. The head is uh, really formulated as a binary system of convinced, unconvinced, clear, unclear, uh, close, far. Yeah, so there's, to believe with certainty, I think, uh, finds a root somewhere other than in the thought system let's say the unsuspecting inner resource or the innermost or these other ways of saying that there is something established in us that we may not be aware of. And uh, hopefully what the program AA will do by based on its principles will allow us to become aware of that. And in that awareness, certain an assurance comes and also a believing with certainty uh, specifically around the first step that you were powerless and uh, really why your life was unmanageable was because something was trying to manage it. Not you really, but the disease. So uh, the statement, page 64, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. Now, some people believe uh, self means ego. I'm not looking at it that way. The sense of self for me is the sense of being the one that allows us to believe our thoughts are private and our feelings are unique and our experience in life no one else has. That sense of terminal uniqueness of being the owner of shit that we really don't own. So, and that's one of the things that AA revealed to me that the thoughts that I were calling mine seemed to be shared by many and then I started to see them as alcoholic thoughts and in seeing them as alcoholic thoughts I got relief from the thoughts when I saw them as my thoughts I got heaviness from the thoughts so there was a uh, it was almost like a scale and you could tell the difference between the one view let's say trusting something infinite and the other view trusting something finite and the heaviness that's distributed from the trusting something finite is unbelievable in my case. And it drew, drove me to really want to get relief from it. You know, it produced an irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Yet I can't get out of self as self. Uh, so being convinced that self manifested in various ways. What are some of the common manifestations of self in our life? It's resentments, fears, harms done to others in the pursuit of what we want. Those are the common ones. There's quite many more. So these manifestations of self have defeated us. And to be convinced of that, then you're open to seeing the exact nature of the wrong, which is an, an identified as the disease or as the parasite, let's say. So if I'm identified as the parasite, I can't entertain being free from the parasite. I entertain freedom as the parasite, which is part of the bondage of self. So uh, this is what we, you know, we attempt to base everything else that comes after in the reflections of the suggestions and the steps on this 
primary point because uh, I don't believe there's a clarity uh, in the program about the exact nature of the wrong. They describe uh, its activity. They describe uh, some of its qualities, but they don't see what triggers the possibility of self-manifesting so much through us. There must be an identification as it to allow it to do so much manifestation and then have its manifestations disguised as ours. I would say that's the act of being identified. So if I had Stanley's Stanley's characteristics coming through Paul, or let's say Stanley's manifestations of resentments and fears and acting out in inappropriate manners to get what I want, and I kept calling them mine, I would be in the act of being identified as Stanley. That's exactly what I'm proposing here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to talk about today. Uh, You know, we could talk of service and why service is so essential because it's based on the problem, which is excessive uh, uh, concern with self. (laughs) That's the disease. The disease attracts the interest and attention that is the living of our lives. So the interest and attention is attracted to the disease and it orbits around the disease and whatever reinforces the disease, the interest and attention illuminates. And so the system produces itself and reinforces itself. Yeah, and it's called self-centeredness. And how are we going to be moved out of self-centeredness to centeredness, let's say. So self-centeredness would be trusting the finite and centeredness would be trusting the infinite, yeah? We can't make that move because again, that because we're identified as it, we would be moving from away from it as it. That self can't get out of self. So there's gotta be a way to transfer the interest and attention and the faith in the finite to the infinite. And we found the way, which is AA, because it's a way of life. It doesn't happen overnight because it's so, it's, it goes through a process of, first there's an earnestness and a sincerity in taking these positions, and then there's an establishment in those positions. Like it says on page 63, when we sincerely take this position of the third step, all these remarkable things start to happen. And now it, and it just doesn't stabilize there, it gets established there, which is now the pulling back to the finite weakens. So you're moving far away from the gravity of the finite self, and you're not getting pulled into its orbits as much. So there is a, there's a stabilized relief where in the beginning, it's your, your pull back in and pack out. And that's why service is so, so, so essential throughout the whole process, but especially in the beginning, because we need to have free samples of what it feels like to be out of self. And service is the true, the, you know, it's the tested and it's, it's, it's just, it works. So in America, we have a, a, a thing called hospital and institutions where after six months of recovery, you can start going to facilities and detoxes and, and bring the message there. And I'll tell you, some nights when I had a, had a commitment, man, I was up the ass of self seemingly. I was way up there and I couldn't get in touch with the divine proctologist And so I went into that meeting and in about less than 10 minutes, I was pulled out of that that ass of self and I was available and I sensed the presence of that loving God in the group, just like that, every time. I mean, I must have done, I had a couple of commitments for 12 years and it never freaking failed. So the service aspect pulls us out of ourselves and when we're out of ourselves, we have another sense of what we are, which is available. And when we're available, we sense the presence of that power. Yeah? But the habit is to go back up the ass of self because the identification pulls us back because it tells us we were the one who got out of self. And yet it's self talking about getting out of self. This is what a lot of us don't see. 
we see the first aspect of self. We've come to realize that self maybe has defeated us, but we, but we don't see we're looking at self from self. The identification has now moved to the other chair and now is sitting in the recovery perch, critiquing and judging what's going on from this point of view. So AA reveals to us our role in things and we start seeing the, the self as what has defeated us, but there's sometimes we don't miss the next part, which is the identification as self migrates into recovery. So the bondage of self can be entertained and activated while in recovery from alcoholism. So, you know, how are you going to know unless you are invited to it, unless something hits you? You know, you're either going to have to get whacked or hear about it somehow to sort of entertain other possibilities than the one we're entertaining now because the system of self-centeredness likes to close the ceiling. It does. It likes to limit possibilities. And so, and then it gets comfortable and then it basically, this, the glass ceiling becomes fucking cemented over and that's it. Yeah. And then we have contempt prior to investigation. The exact thing they warned about in the book, we have, we judge everything as not AA or AA and it severely limits possibilities. So, uh, I heard this idea of the identification as self, not in AA, but I, we brought it to AA, yeah, with the hopes that it can be of help to people who have now, let's say, been relieved of the active alcoholism, but are still at the effects of the real disease, which is obsession with self. So, uh, yeah, that's it, Dave. Okay, Dave's left for a short while, Paul, so I'm just going to open up the meeting to uh, Kerry Klein, who's got her hand raised. Would you like to unmute yourself? Kerry? Kerry? How about, okay. good morning, Paul. Here he is. Hey, nope. We got you. All right, so Paul, how are you doing? Good, good, I see you here, yeah. So I was out for a walk today and I was pondering something that, um, I remember you saying like, you're like 0.00% spiritual. Something to that effect, like spirituality. <clears throat> but then I was thinking like, you know, I go to a lot of AA and it's like, it's a spiritual program. <laughs> and my thing is like, you know, I know there's, and then I probably already answered my question, but I just want to hear your take on, you know, not being spiritual, but a spiritual program. I know we're spirit, but what's your take on that? Well, you know, it's, I think in a way, this is my take on it to sort of, see the mental condition as the mental condition, we have to sort of compare it with something else and let's call it the spiritual condition, yes? In a way, really, to sort of uh, pinpoint the mental condition by sort of, it's sort of like when I was young and I wanted to know if the clouds were moving, I, I waited, I compared them to a tree, yes? So the tree was stationary and then I could recognize the movement of the cloud. So the same way, I think, we call something a spiritual condition to really emphasize the mental condition, which to me is where the malady lies. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm a, in the camp of believing I am a spiritual condition. Yeah. So having a spiritual condition would really be a, a mental condition. Yeah. Okay. It would be a mental condition disguised as a spiritual condition, but with the same platform or basis as the mental condition self, yeah? So now I would be spiritual. Yes? Yeah. yeah. So talk about not having any spirituality present in me. 
because I feel we're spirit. <laughs> Why would I want to have a mimic version of spirit by the mental state? Like the mental state comes up with what it thinks it would look like if it was spiritual or what it would do if it was spiritual and it would have loving gazes and talk very slowly and concentrate every second on the breath. I think that's all made up, really. Yeah, I think we are spirit. So if you look at the, the warning, which is, you know, our daily reprieve from alcoholism is contingent or, you know, based on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, I would say the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition would be a spiritual condition. I just, I mean, it seems so hard when I try to be a spiritual condition as a mental condition. <laughs> but to be a spiritual condition is pretty easy as a spiritual condition. It just, it, it really is. It's so easy, it's super obvious because I know it's not my eye that's seeing. I know my eye facilitates seeing, but it's not the eye that sees. I don't think the ear is hearing. I don't. I don't think the the nerve ends are feeling. I don't think the tongue is tasting. I don't think the nose is smelling. I think they facilitate those experiences. But what's having the experience is spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I can't see it as any other way. So maybe I am spirit to begin with, yeah? And maybe atop or over that spirit, there are other conditions, physical, mental, emotional, external, circumstantial-wise. And those other conditions are getting a lot more attention and interest directed by the mental state than to the spiritual condition. I really do. So I think that... The spiritual condition, it isn't like it's underdeveloped, it's just unnoticed, yeah? yeah? And then when you try to notice a spiritual condition, it's framed from a mental condition. So you're, you have to go on a journey to become spiritual because the mental condition just assumes that it's what you are, yeah? Which I don't agree with. I don't see that to be true. <laughs> I don't. I know, you know. You could beat me till I'm blue in the face. I'm not going to see it to be true. It's just obvious that, <laughs> you know, I just feel spirit in contact here, consciousness in contact here is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. I don't believe it's a thing that's the seer it's a thing that's the hearer. It's the thing that's the feeler. It's the thing that's the taster. It's the thing that's the smeller. I think it's consciousness, which is spirit, yes? Let's say. So I would say I am a spiritual condition. And with that knowledge, that's a very high level of maintaining it. <laughs> because this is what happens. I believe we're in the act of being identified as what we're not. So we're, act, we're in the act of being identified as not spirit, really. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're trying to start from there and become spiritual, which is totally ridiculous to me. Yeah. And I don't think there's a spiritual malady. I think it's a mental malady. I do. And I don't, and I, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. The last person I want to judge the left of, my spirituality is my is me <laughs> the last person the the mental idea of paul telling itself when it's spiritual and when it isn't spiritual is the last thing i want because <laughs> in most cases it's going to probably find me lacking in spirituality <laughs> so it's going to demand more and more sacrifice and shit like that i don't believe it yeah I don't. That's not where I start from. So, yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah, that's that's that's. Awesome. See, it. see it any way you want. I'm just sharing. I mean, just it's obvious if if you were pretending to try to acquire a condition you're already in, it would be ridiculous if you could see it. Why would I want to acquire a spirit's condition when I am a spirit? It just seems.
<laughs> you know what I mean? Unless it looks better, it's like a new model, maybe, of spiritual condition. <laughs> maybe I'd be interested. <laughs> but if my basis is of spirit, why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So when the program is applied, it's applied. It's applied to the problem. Yes. The solution is already available. It's applied to the problem. Yeah. I don't want to become spiritual. I want relief from self. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. So I like to see someone who's more spiritual than they they started as. I just like to see that. I've developed my spirit. It's like I've gone to like a gym, a spiritual gym, and I've exercised it. <laughs> it's not like a body. It's not like, you know, <laughs> spirit isn't like how you feel after an hour massage. That's not spirit. Spirit is what is. Spirit is what's aware of everything. Spirit is the space everything appears in. I don't think there's no way you could be not spirit. <laughs> you know? But hey, you know. But sometimes how you learn that or you come to that realization is trying to become spiritual. It's going to be the greatest convincer. Go ahead and try to become spiritual. See how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's ultimately going to fail because you are spirit. That's the reason why it fails. Not because you didn't sit long enough or pray hard enough. It fails because you're spirit already. Yeah. Trying to become what you already are doesn't doesn't it never succeeds. Its success is to tell is is to fail you basically. So when you when it fails you, you're left with your own devices, and maybe you'll find that they're not your devices and that you are spirit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question, Paul. Yeah. Okay, we'll go over to G. Awesome answer, by the way. G. G. Oh, I thought G was a has given up questions. All right, he's back. <laughs> no, not yet, Paul. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being here, Paul. I really enjoy it. I've been listening. I've been watching some of your videos on YouTube, Paul. Because my cousin, he, he's into meditation. It was his birthday. And I called him to say happy birthday. He was drunk. And he was like, now I'm trying to get self from self. And he was a bit drunk. And I was like, okay, now I have to try and sound like Paul. So I really tried to channel everything I've learned from you. And I must have made his head spin. Well, that was great. So I've been learning a lot from you, Paul. And watching your videos on YouTube, there was one interaction you had with Lebowski. And I sent Lebowski a message to ask him if it was okay. Where you, um, I should, I, don't, I feel embarrassed to ask, but you know, do you feel, do you feel that um, Europeans are dangerous? And, do and, I feel oh, Europeans yeah. are dangerous? Yeah, do you? Because he goes by the name Gandalf and you were like, Europeans are dangerous. <laughs> Stay away from them. I don't want to do YouTube videos, I swear. <laughs> and I'm like, all week I'm thinking, poor man, I kind of agree with you because maybe... I think Europeans are a bit dangerous and maybe people on the other side are more chilled when they get spirituality. I don't know. But also, if you can answer that, yeah, Paul, because that was playing on my mind a little bit. <laughs> I have that obsessive mind. And on page 84 uh, of the big book, it says, um, we have entered, because you always say we are spirit. And the big book says on page 84, we have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. But it does say, it says in here that we have entered the world of the spirit. Is that in line with the beliefs of uh, like non-duality? Because I've been doing a bit more research into non-duality. And I heard you explain, it means non, not to. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah. yeah, if you can answer that, and, 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 and do, do, do you feel that Europeans are dangerous? Because part of me agrees with you, Paul. But <laughs> far away, man. 
Well, I think you, you're, the statement Europeans are dangerous is based on an individual basis, yeah. I can't say Europeans are dangerous, yeah. But they have, there could be dangerous Europeans. Yeah. <laughs> I live with a dangerous European. <laughs> there is, there is, I agree with that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's not here right now. <laughs> so I'm out of danger. She's gone, so I'm out of danger. The idea of uh, entering a spiritual world, what happens when you enter the spiritual world? You call it home. Yes, we got blow dry, leaf blowers here. You call it home, and then you, have a, you realize you never left, actually. That's the great reunion. There was no need for a reunion. You never left the spiritual home. You've been on a visa to this other world. You know, the fourth dimension is where we're from. We're on a visa to the third dimension. <laughs> hopefully it's, a, it's either a, a vacation, you know, it's a, hopefully it's not a work visa. It's, you know, yeah. So, yes, so, of course, the whole program of AA is like a process, a linear process, yes? So, and the language has to say, okay, so now you've left the domain of the mental state and you've entered the spirit, yes? That's a description of an event that happens, but it may not capture the exact uh, specific, the specifics of the event, yeah? It's the language is a strange language, yeah? So... It talks about arriving at some place, but maybe it can't capture that you never left that someplace. Yeah, that everything else was appearing to be so. Just like the the, the disease of alcoholism is framed in the uh, one of the preambles. We are we we have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind of body. Seemingly means it appeared to be true or false to us. Yeah, us. So yeah, so basically we're seemingly in a world that's appearing to be true to us. Then there may be a, t a time or a moment where that won't be the case. And then suddenly the spiritual world will appear to be true to you. Yeah? And when it appears to be true to you, it tells you it's always been true. Yeah. So the language doesn't do it justice. Because how are you going to tell somebody that the arrival you had is based on, on, on having never left, yes? That's, that's like what happens when you arrive home into the spirit. That arrival is on having never left. You never left spirit, yeah? But it sure seems like you did. And it seems like you've returned, but in fact, when you return, it tells you you never left. You see? Yeah. yeah. So the idea of our own, our own nature is tricky because it looks like we left. So we're trying to deal with that. Yeah. We get into a program of recovery, recovering from all those fucking ideas that we've entertained that aren't true. And then it seems like we arrive at the spiritual world but they can't really say that when you arrive at the spiritual world, the sense of it is you've never left, you see? That's the joy, the joy of it. The joy of it, just like it says, you know, you come into A and uh, you'll find that the worst shit that you ever did was, will be put to good use. These things are impossible to the way we think, but that's how it goes, yeah? So maybe you think that you arrive at a spiritual condition, but the spiritual condition informs you that's your condition. <laughs> it wasn't like you developed it. it. It's the basic inner, it's the unsuspecting resource. It's the innermost, yeah? It's always been available at all times, but we haven't, but we were living without knowing that, yes? Now that has been corrected. So that's how I see it, yeah.
but I do like Europeans in squares because I can mute you. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I didn't know when I'll get the chance to ask you the questions. I thought, oh shit, shall I ask them in front of everyone? Because I know there's Europeans there. You're awesome, G. Don't worry. You're well, I love poor, man. You you help me out a lot, and um, and I try and help others now. I go to meetings, and when they talk about when that chat when it crops up self, I try and explain. What you know, <laughs> totally kind of look yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, what you are will speak louder, louder than what you say. Yeah, I've learned not to sort of present too much. Mm. Yeah, just be there. What's attractive is freedom from the bondage of self. Mm. Yeah, it's very attractive. Yeah. Okay, next question, Paul. We'll go to Dave L. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Good to good. hear you tonight. Yeah, good to hear you. And um, yeah, on that exact subject of freedom from the bondage of self, because um, what you were sharing tonight was, you know, you talking about the importance of service to get out of self, you know? And that was kind of like, that was what I was always... Um, I was always, you know, I was always brought up in AA, you know, that, you know, to, to, you know, help others to get ourselves out of self, you know, and, and that was, you know, the, the traditional AA um, way of getting out of self, you know, and service that you spoke about. And, um, yeah, you know, and it's true. It's true. Whenever, whenever I, I do work. They're right at my door. I break it up. Can the leaf blow. I don't know what they call them in, uh, uh, there they go. You know the guys, they have these giant things, they blow the leaves all over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're surrounded. There's like eight of them around the house. We can still hear you pretty well, Paul, over all that, to be fair. I've got hearing Dave, though. Okay. All right, Dave. So okay. a little bit, Dave. Yeah, no, it might be my bandwidth's not great. So, the issue, yeah, so I, I totally, I totally get. So when I'm, you know, when I'm, I like, for example, when you do things like telephone service, you need a helpline, and you help another alcoholic, you you feel great and you feel relieved for the bondage of self, or, or you know, or when you do work with a sponsee, and you, and you, and you know, and you and you help them to get well, you you get relief from the bondage of self. Um, and it's just the one, uh, even even down to going to a meeting, right? That you know, in my when I first come into AA, right? You know, I I'd have, I put my drink down, Paul, right? And my head was savage, right? I'd be angry, I'd be resentful. It was just like you know, living without alcohol was worse. Do you know what I mean? Initially, it was a lot worse, you know, because alcohol wasn't my problem. Alcohol was my solution. And then I'd go to a meeting. I'd go to a meeting in the evening, right? And I'd, I'd come out of that meeting and I'd feel like a million dollars. Like it was, each meeting in my early days was like a spiritual experience. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I felt so much better. I was like transformed from, a, from an angry, angry, resentful person until I'd go home and I'd, I'd, I'd offer to walk the dog or empty the dishwasher, you know, and suddenly I was in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in that thing. And so even me meetings relieve me of the bondage of self somehow you know and it's kind of like my take on that is is it is it as well but there's two i've got two takes on how that happens in a, in, a, in, an, in an aa meeting is it that is it that um you know the higher power is in the room with us that's one part he's 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 working with us in the room a and b is it also that like because I'm listening to you or I'm listening to somebody else and I'm hearing about someone else's problems, someone else's someone else's story, someone else's journey, I'm getting out of self. So I, I, it's always, you know, how about how about I'm, I'm, I guess you identify with feeling better in a meeting than after a meeting, as that, that's where we go, isn't it? So I just really want to. I'm just interested in 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 your take on, on you know on that whole process of of, of of, of you know of what happens in the meeting in in this in this connection to make us feel so much better after than before just you know that you know how does the spirit work in that and really and, and the relief of the bondage of self you know i'm just you know it's just it was just it, it kind of seemed relevant to what you were talking about tonight yeah well 
you know, it's like what what did they used to say in uh, the Gospels? If two of you get together, exactly. yeah, then we'll, exactly. there I'll exactly. be. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think recovery is definitely a vehicle for grace. I think there's a lot of vehicles, but wow, this guy is very loud. But uh, that's the one we've been uh, we've been uh, showered by is the vehicle of AA or recovery. And uh, <laughs> these guys are <laughs> very loud here. So uh, yeah, and the thing is like, uh, you know, you'll hear when pe new people come to the meeting and they'll talk about, oh, I felt so accepted here and no one was judging me, but everybody was judging them, yeah? But the collectiveness of the we produces a love and tolerance. So there may not be many tolerant and loving people at the meeting that day, but the meeting is love and tolerance. Yes? The collectiveness, the we, has over, overrides the me characteristics in AA. Yeah? So the meeting, had, the meeting is established as love and tolerance, and it, does even need, it doesn't even need the individual members in the meeting to be loving and tolerant, yes? That's the power. There's a power that's more than the, than the total of the, you know, of the parts, yes? That's the grace of recovery. And all you need to do, in my case, in my feeling, is to start fucking honoring it when, you know, to honor the demonstration so perhaps there's a better way. Honor it, honor it, honor it, because it, it it promotes a healthy way of seeing. And then that sense of gratitude will be embedded in your attitude. Shit. But the thing is, I feel so much happens to us and then, and then we grow into a lack of honoring it. You know, the reason why we can all sit here in these squares and, and just sit here in one place is because there's been a diminishing of that irritability, restlessness, and discontent. If that hadn't been, we'd be doing something else, yeah? We'd be trying to get out of self all fucking day. So there is a, the power greater than us manifests as us, yeah? The we is much, if you've got 25 me's, the we is going to be much more influential than the 25 me's. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. So, then mm. the whole point of the service and everything is to give you a sense of what it would be like to be out of self. You sit at a meeting, and if you could see almost like an x ray, that attention and interest is just orbiting around each person. There's like a it's like a, a, a string of moons orbiting around Paul. And what's the beautiful thing at an AA meeting, and then that you can live your whole day just bouncing information from the moon back, yeah? But then when you go to a meeting, someone speaks, your attention's pulled out to attend to them, yeah? Your interest goes there and goes there, and then a possibility is formed which is, I can get out of this fucking orbit, yeah? Because you start getting out of it. And then hopefully, then you realize what always pulls it back is the identification as self. That's what it does. So now what happens is you get out of self and then something claims to be the one that got out of self. Oh, I felt so great when I was out of self. That's self speaking. Yeah? Being out of self doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be noted. It's enjoyed, yeah? There doesn't have to be a witness or, you know, go home and write a blog about being out of self. It's a joy. And that just like humility, when humility is, is apparent, the person that's expressing it doesn't feel it's, he's humble, yeah? That's the beauty of humility. There's a lack of self in it, yeah? So you get a taste, a flavor, and that's what AA provokes.
you know, perhaps there's a better way. What's the better way? Trusting something infinite. How much could, how much could you trust something finite, taking itself to be you? That's a huge amount of faith in something that you're not, that it's you. I mean, that's a huge amount of faith. That's what's being moved by the program to trusting something infinite. There, it isn't like, oh, there's no trust, and then there's trusting. There's a huge amount of faith in self happening. A huge amount of it. That's why we're in this fucking claustrophobic condition. Then the program moves that out, the attention and interest away from self, and one of the ways is service, attending meetings, being available to others, all that kind of stuff. You get moved out of it, and while you're getting moved out of it, honor. Honor the demonstration of the new way. The, in trusting something infinite, I, it's, it's beneficial to me and others, yes? For you to be a maximum use to others is a great benefit to you. It's a great benefit. So, I mean, obviously, if you take a minute, you'll see the dilemma. You'll see it. The head is in what's not happening mostly all day. And our interest and attention, because that which is in what's not happening claims to be us, our interest and attention keeps going into what's not happening. So we can't even enjoy the day when I'm feeling pretty physically well, I have enough cash, this and that, I just ate well. You can't even enjoy those conditions because you're afraid of a condition that's not happening. I'm going to be destitute next month. Are you? Are you destitute now? But I'm going to be. So now past and future becomes more important than now. You got to see that as an insane balance. I mean, this isn't rocket science, it's just looking. You know, where does my head dwell? Does it dwell now? No, it dwell, it's here, but it's dwelling in yesterday and tomorrow. Do I want to be led by that? Do I want to be directed by that? Do I want to be drawn by that? Do I want to be defined by that? Yeah. Talk about, most people aren't in fear, they're in anxiety. They're in mental anxiety that's provoking the physiological, the emotional effects of fear. The mental state is provoking a feeling of fear with no apparent threat. That's what we're living under. Yeah. You don't even know why you want to get out of everything. <laughs> you just feel like you want to get out. Yeah? This is what it does. The system provokes agitation. That's why its basis is irritability, restlessness, and discontent. That's what it thrives in. That's what it lives in. Yeah? The new basis of the spiritual condition is sort of an ease and comfort and, and an ability to accept and fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you all day because the you you're trying to fit them around isn't even you. You're trying to have life tailored to fit you and it's not even you you're fitting. Yeah. I got it exactly what I wanted, and then you're really bummed out because it doesn't translate into a satisfaction or contentment. I've been proven right. Wow, that gives you a great nothing. You feel fucking empty. Yeah? Oh, I showed them. Yeah, you showed them. You're fucking sitting in a room by yourself, being right and super alone. Wow, that's a successful life. You see? We're living as something else and for something else. We're enslaved to its agenda. Why does it say the higher power's agenda for us is for us to be happy, joyous, and free? Can you, can you say that's been the agenda of the head that you've been listening to? Has the head really delivered happiness, joyousness, and freedom? Has it or hasn't it? And has that joy and happiness and freedom 
produce the satiation of all the agitation? No, it gets agitated over joy, freedom, and happiness. It's like we used to tell a story. You drop an alcoholic into heaven, it'll be hell in a day. It'll fucking make fucking shit up. There is a solution. You've got to see you're the problem and then you'll realize you're not the problem. Yeah? You're not that. But if you're still fucking acting as if it's you all day and denying all the evidence, you're going to be more of that than ever. Yeah? And there's nothing like the problem practicing the solution. It sucks. Yeah? I hate hearing the problem talk about the problem. I can't stand it. Yeah. Let's talk about the problem from the solution. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's put really the priority on the solution, not on the problem. So, yeah. Right. Thanks very much. I'm back. Uh, oh, back now. Yeah, I've had a house viewing. Sorry, I had to dip out for a bit. Thank you very much. Sorry about that. Jay, how are you, mate? Hi, good. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Paul, for your continued uh, availability. Um, I couldn't go a half hour without Heineken for, for as long as I could remember. Um, my best friend died of a fentanyl overdose in 2007 and a month later I went into treatment. Um, I left treatment early and wasn't, uh, I was distanced from the program, but I, in lieu of 90 and 90, I probably did uh, 400 Paul Hederman videos during that time. And I'd like to express immense gratitude because what started as listening to what sounded like theory and metaphor turned into my exact experience. Um, the, your your uh, descriptions and visualizations of the parasite took what used to be wishy-washy attempts at sobriety driven by willpower and just sort of blew up the whole neighborhood and it was over. That like you talk about the radioactive isotope being removed happened. It was like, absolutely unbelievable even talking about it freaks me out and um in, in in lieu of a question you had you had talked about the first ring of hell had been lifted and it, it immediately struck me as getting rid of the alcohol was sort of like like so early in the game and then focusing on manifestations of self and um starting to see like that um geez this was like an imposter living my life for me um and i guess my question is as far as the rings of hell lifting i mean is it just is it all parasite as far as not referring to you know unspoken yes type of things but thought process is all parasite attempting to to claim and take over is that a fair statement uh yeah in a way yes <laughs> it's more like hal in 2001 yeah hal decides decides its its mission <laughs> and so it sees everything only from its view yeah so self-centeredness it's mechanical. There's no personalness in it. It's mechanical. It thrives. Its basis is rooted in self and uniqueness, but it's a mechanical operation. And I don't, I use the term parasite, but in fact, I don't want to go there today, but it's really, it's really us, us, yeah, playing different roles. And Sometimes you have to make the roles distinctly different to get a, an acceptance of it, yeah? So you have to sort of see, hey, I'm not that, and then uh, something else happens, yeah? And now I don't have a big problem with the parasite. 
I just talk about it at these talks, yeah? But uh, the parasite is just an extension of what I am in a lot of ways, yeah? And so now, yeah. But I, I needed, to me, the, the idea of a parasite came from the sense of seeing it as other was very important to me when it hit me. <clears throat> because it showed me, when I saw it as other, it told me I had been living as it since I was six, yeah, on. I didn't know that there was an act of being identified as a mental image. Uh, I didn't know that was going on. I thought the mental image was me, yeah? And I lived, ac I lived accordingly, all the while not knowing that there was an act of being identified as something that I'm not, yeah? Once, so when uh, the recognition hit me, I noticed the importance of making it seem as other, yeah? Or not of me. And so therefore the word, par the parasitical image was a good image, yeah? Yes, because I saw it came from seeing the root of the problem, which is identification as self. So if I don't see what I'm calling me as other, I'm not going to be free from it. Yeah. Though, is it truly other? That's for us to find out later. But as of at this point, it's necessary to, to see it as other because it's dominant. Yeah. I mean, it's dominant. It's, uh, it's the whole system, the whole programming of what we call Paul is reinforcing its premise. Yeah. The memories picture us as a body we're thought about as a body, uh, perceptions are based on things, so the whole system is supporting this idea that I'm a body somehow, and I'm a body that's doing and seeing and hearing and feeling and tasting, and really there's no spirit to be found, it's a body, yeah, that's the primary mental image, and uh, I mean, if you've been saddled with that premise, and it's it's driven you to drink and many, many other things. Uh, maybe there's a, <laughs> there's a demand for some fucking relief, yeah? And all my ways of relieving it didn't work. So I came, I washed up on the shores of recovery, and I finally got some uh, real relief from it. And, and it was from it, not for it, yeah? And that distinction had to be like very cleanly drawn. I'm not getting relief for self, I'm re getting relief from self, very clearly. Very, very clearly. So the, all the talks are premised on that idea, yeah, concern, uh, concerning, you know, addiction and alcoholism. And really the original basis of addiction isn't alcoholism, it's addiction to self, yeah. The mental state is addicted to self. It's addicted to being the one. It's addicted to being that the only thing that's thought about consistently. Yeah, it's addicted to it. In Buddhism, they call it the cherishing of self. Yeah, so there's a cherishing of it. So the system loves what it's making up. And so there's no freedom from the system through the system. You have to see it from outside the system. And I think the word innermost or unsuspecting inner resource is an implying of that, yeah? So you, there, suddenly your conscious level gets in contact with something heretofore not suspected, and then you find a possibility of getting relief from the system, not through the system. That's what I see it as, so yeah. The idea of the parasite is just an image. I'm not stuck to it. It's just a way of, a very good form of communication is imagery, basically, much more so than words. So, yeah, try to paint a picture of other, and then you can be, you can see yourself as different, and, that, and therefore you are, in a way. And then 
a healthy space comes between you and the thoughts when they're not yours, yeah? A healthy space comes between you and the doing when then you're not the doer. You'll really see that you've been possessed many times <laughs> and something has done through you that you would never have done on your own, yeah? <laughs> but when you're identified as self, the doer is sacrosanct. You think everything that's ever issued through you, you did. Yeah, and you're responsible. I see that as insanity, really. I do. I see that as missing the first part of the first step. You are powerless over alcohol. Let's say you're powerless over alcoholism. So basically, it did to you and through you what it wanted to do. How could they be your actions, yeah, if you didn't cause them? Yeah, I say we're accountable, but I don't see that we're responsible. I don't, yeah. And uh, people believe if you don't see you're responsible, then you'll avoid it at all costs. I see because you take it to be so responsible, you're avoiding it at all costs. <laughs> That's how I saw it. When I saw I wasn't responsible, I was willing to do the amends. I was. I did all the amends based on accountability, not responsibility. I was accountable for what happened through me, but I sure the fuck didn't decide it. Because I would have done what I did to most people, to any person, unless you could physically stop me, really. <laughs> there was no, uh, it was like, there was no, it wasn't personal. <laughs> it wasn't. I was taken over by a fucking insane drive. And uh, it was apt to do almost anything. And I swear it did. And I couldn't believe it. And I would have to be subdued to stop. I very rarely ended a run without, being, without having it being brought about by the police. Yeah, really. I, was, I would have kept going until someone stopped me. And it usually was the authorities. <laughs> so you're gonna tell me I did all that? I don't believe it. I'm not one. I don't have a. I don't have one eighth of an ounce of a feeling around that. Oh, I did that. It's so funny why I haven't done it in 32 years. <laughs> What's changed? Yeah. <laughs> that certain insane car can't run without its fuel. It needs drugs and alcohol. Yeah, it can't, it can't have a nine-day retreat or a 10-day retreat with a lot of drugs and alcohol. It, you, know, it fuck, you know, it can act out and fuck up a friendship maybe, but to really be flamboyant, it needs its fuel. Yeah, it has to drink and drug to really amplify. You know, it gets power and oomph. Yeah, and so taking away that, we're left with its underlying causes and conditions. That's what we recover from. Yeah, I'm not recovering from drinking. I'm recovering from the underlying causes and conditions. And I'm asked, just humbly saying, the exact nature of the wrong is an act of being identified as what you're not. Check it out. See if it works. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, what else? What can I do? It's just from observation and downloads. You know, I'm just telling you how it's, see, how it's being seen now. Yeah. And I have a platform, so it's great. I can put it out there. Yeah. I don't want to be right about it. I don't. I don't could care less. I just want you to have the possibility of hearing it. And maybe like you just shared, Jay, it will do for you what it did for me. Yeah, it could. And it allowed me to travel lighter through this life. And that was a fucking, that was a hard chore in this with Paul. Paul had a very difficult time traveling lighter here. He did, incredibly, to the point where he would do almost anything to get out of here. And I did, yeah. And self can't escape from self. It's impossible. So... Now I'm completely here because it's like the great wisdom of no escape. I can't get out of an imaginary place, so I'm fucking here completely. And uh, <laughs> I'm out of it, not in the way I thought I'd get out of it. 
Yeah. I'm out of it by realizing something. Yeah. Yeah. So nice, Jay. Thanks for your share. Appreciate it. Made my day, really. Yeah, I like to hear it that it's work. It's working for people. <laughs> again, Jay, uh, we're back on Tuesday and Thursday uh, next oh, week, same yeah. time. And uh, Paul's got his um, regular satsangs, as I'm sure you're aware, on Wednesday and Saturday, which is means Satsang's a name uh, from like Hindi. Yeah. It's called, it means association with truth. Yeah. Sat is truth, sang is like company or association. So it's just a term, uh, certain uh, meetings concerning mind, big mind, they call them satsangs. So it's association with truth or the company of truth. Just that, you know, because I didn't know what that word meant when you, people are throwing it around, satsang, what the fuck is that? So <laughs> we all sat, we all sang. No, that wasn't it. Not satsang. It's not sitting down karaoke. It's satsang. Sing song. Yeah. I um, also just wanted to remind everyone, uh, just a bit of a plug that Paul will be sharing at um, the Shivering Beginners meeting on Friday. At I am. You, you, well, you said you were. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. Like, yeah, tomorrow, 1.30 Pacific, uh, 4.30 East and 9.30 UK, 6.30 Australia, 8.30 New Zealand. So the details are in chat. Do you remember that, Paul? Yes, I do now. Yeah, thank you. That's a good little reminder there. So brilliant. Okay, so we've got two more questions um, and then we'll pack it in. Uh, Mike Z, do you still want to ask your question or do you want to no, go no. over? No, no, go ahead. That was going to Dennis. Okay, we'll go to Dennis. So Dennis, final question from Dennis. Over to you, mate. Hi, Paul. Uh, hey. I hear you mentioned downloads a lot uh, in your talks. What exactly is a download? What does it feel like? And how do I know that, let, let's say for me, it's a voice. How do I know it isn't self-thing happening instead of, Something more. Well, you'll come to know that sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, if you if you finally heard your real voice after all these times, you're going to recognize it sooner or later, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a download for me is just uh, information or. Uh, well, it can be different. There's different versions, but let's talk about it as an informational download. It's information put together in a certain way that wasn't there before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. No, it's like at these talks, there's downloads going on. So a conversation with somebody, we're sitting here and then it triggers like a download and then more gets revealed while we're sitting here. Mm. Yeah, yeah so, I've had that. Yeah, so the down, but then there's a, sometimes it's just a feeling or a sensation, uh, almost as if it produces an effect, and then I see the waves of it the next few months living. Yeah, Got it. you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Something, yeah, something drops in, and then I see it being, uh, like authorized in my own observation in the next few months. I used to have it when I used to do tours a lot. I'd go to a place and then when I finished all the talks, when I got home, there would be a, a, a lot going on and then I would see, it would be like pebbles hitting a pond and then the next few months I could see it, uh, the rings, you know, going out, yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Cool. Thanks. Okay. All right. So that's it for this week. Do you want to say goodbye, Paul? I do. Yeah. Yes. And hopefully I'll see some t some people tomorrow. All right. Let me go through the thing. Yes. There is. There's Gandalf. So Gandalf <laughs> is Gandalf here. Yeah. I'd say a wannabe Gandalf, not a Gandalf. Yeah. There's Daz. Just Daz, amazing. the main man. It's, you know, Daz and David and Mike, they're the ones that put this whole platform together. So 
If you have any problems with me, get in touch with them. Really. <laughs> There's Vicky. Nice to see you, Vicky. Mike Z, my main man. Stevie from UK. Elena has given up the pillow. She's back to the wall. It's okay. Whatever works for you. Chris Klein, Rob Farr. <laughs> Jackie O. Jackie O. Paul, another Paul Haskins. Nice to see you, Haskins. Nice little picture behind you. This is not a call to arms, thank God. It's a call to disarm. Mark Vaccaro, nice to see you, Mark. Jeff, my main man, thank you, Jeff, for the uh, financial donation. Shannon Girdle, I hope you're doing all right. You're in uh, Wyoming, United States. Nice to see you. Jay, thanks so much, Jay. G, J, G, that's pretty good. Graham, all right, let's go. We've got Sukai, she's not there. Suraj, nice to see you, Suraj. Yeah. Susan Chandler, I didn't see Suraj, it's just a picture. Kurt, nice to see you again, my, my brother. Jonathan, nice to see you, Jonathan. Monique and Mom, how are you, Mom? All's well? Yes, your heart is pumping, throbbing, yeah, it's good. <laughs> two, my two, two favorite women in Canada in one, in one square, pretty good. Dave L., remember, yes, relief from the bondage of, of self is a present tense state. Virginia, we got Howard from Oklahoma City. He's got his little hat on there. Jim and Trish, nice to see you, Jim and Trish. Mickey, fantastic. David, thanks again for all the service. Dennis, thanks for the question. Kate, nice to see you, Kate. Topa, Tofa, did I say it right? Tofa, nice to meet you, Tofa. Michael Stacy, one of my main men. Sylvester, Sylvester's here, nice to see you. We got Malcolm in the middle. It's right there. Uh, let's see. We got uh, uh, we got a couple of I don't know different names. George, Maria, Teresa, Brett, Jennifer, London, Maria, Kay. It's nice to say thanks for everyone coming, and I hope to see you soon. And uh, let's take us let's not take ourselves too seriously. There's Susan, I think, a very big picture of Susan just appeared all right see you guys uh see you, you chris cole. chris cole see you, see you saturday yeah, see you, uh, i'll see right, you saturday, saturday. You. i'll see you tomorrow yes i'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow. friday all see right. you later adios see you see you gandalf adios none shall pass yeah brilliant okay everyone so um thank you very much again we're gonna um I've got to sling me hook because I've got to go to my home group now. So, um,